Hello, this is Nigdha from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 6th of September. India's COVID-19 tally for the first time rose by over 90,000 cases today to cross 41 lakhs or 4.1 million. India is just around 9,000 cases behind Brazil and is soon expected to surpass the South American nation that has the second highest caseload in the world. More than 1,000 new cases have been reported in India, pushing the death toll to over 70,500. Our country has been reporting the highest number of daily cases for the last 11 days now. One of the reasons for this is the increase in testing. While at the beginning of August, the country was testing around 5 lakh samples every day, by the end of the month, the daily testing capacity increased to 1 million. This means there are still a lot of undetected cases. Maharashtra yesterday for the first time recorded more than 20,000 new cases. The western state reported the fastest growth in infections last month with over 3,70,000 cases. The centre on Saturday urged the governments of Maharashtra, Andhra Pradesh and Karnataka to break the chain of transmission of the coronavirus and focus on maintaining the mortality rate in their states to below 1%. Overall, five states that include Maharashtra, Andhra Pradesh, Karnataka, Uttar Pradesh and Tamil Nadu have accounted for over 60% of the active cases in India. All of this is happening while the country further eases restrictions. Metro trains will start running in cities from next week onwards. The government has allowed the congregation of up to 100 people. Entrance exams are being held despite massive student protests. Restaurants and bars are also opening. Most economic activities are back in action. Even the Indian Railways has announced its decision to run 80 new special trains from September 12th onwards. This is in addition to the 230 special trains that are already functional. Yesterday, senior Congress leader P. Chidambaram criticised the government's strategies to tackle the coronavirus pandemic and claimed that India was the only country in the world that did not benefit from a lockdown. Meanwhile, Bharat Biotech has received the drug regulator's clearance to move its vaccine candidate against COVID-19, that is called Covaxin, to the second phase of human testing. The trials are expected to begin in the coming week, following the Ethics Committee approvals. A subject expert committee studying the request to begin the phase 2 of trials recommended that the trials should be conducted on 380 participants. Twitter this morning was flooded with visuals of Rhea Chakrabarti, the late actor Sushant Singh Rajput's girlfriend, being hounded by a crowd of reporters and cameramen as she made her way to the Narcotics Control Bureau office in Mumbai to be questioned in the drugs investigation linked to Sushant Singh Rajput's death case. Satish Manishinde, her lawyer, said today, and I quote, Rhea Chakrabarti is ready for arrest. It is a witch hunt. If loving someone is a crime, she'll face the consequences. Being innocent, she hasn't approached any court for anticipatory bail in all cases foisted by the Bihar police with the CBI, ED and the NCB. The Narcotics Control Bureau or the NCB had told a Mumbai court on Saturday afternoon about the case, and I quote, there are specific roles slash ingredients of a criminal conspiracy, abetments and various attempts to commit offences. It also said that the financial trail of all previous transactions of drug purchase had to be verified. After the arrest of Rhea Chakrabarti's brother Shovik Chakrabarti and Sushant Singh Rajput's house manager Samuel Miranda in connection with the drug link on Friday, the NCB last night also arrested Dipesh Sawant, who was employed as a cook come house help with Rajput. Sawant was held on charges of procuring and handling drugs. 
The drug investigation began after WhatsApp chats retrieved from Rhea Chakrabarti's phone revealed an alleged conversation about procuring drugs between her and a contact saved as Miranda Sushi, believed to be Sushant Singh Rajput's house manager Samuel Miranda. Late yesterday, Indrajit Chakrabarti, Rhea Chakrabarti's father, who is a retired officer of the Indian Army, issued a statement condemning the arrest of his son. It read, and I quote, Congratulations, India. You have arrested my son. I'm sure next on line is my daughter, and I don't know who is next thereafter. You have effectively demolished a middle-class family. But of course, for the sake of justice, everything is justified. Jai Hind. Unquote. If you follow News Laundry regularly, you must have seen Pratik's account of a day he spent with reporters outside Rhea Chakrabarti's house. Harassment and misbehaviour towards the building employees and residents, including Rhea Chakrabarti's father, speculative reporting, noise and drama were the order of the day. Pratik aptly called it a media circus and came back feeling quite numb. In case you haven't already, do read his report on our website, newslaundry.com. We published another excellent report by Nidhi Suresh today. It is titled, Inside the Online Cult of Justice for SSR. As most of us who are regulars on social media have seen over the past few months, there is a massive online movement under the hashtag Justice for SSR. They constantly pop up on our Instagram feeds and they are trending on Twitter every other day. There are multiple Facebook pages too. One such page is called Justice for Sushant Singh Rajput. With over 1 lakh followers, it is replete with posts with the hashtags Arrest Rhea Chakrabarti and I am Sushant. And that is just the tip of the iceberg. Singh Dheeraj, one of the group's five administrators, says, and I quote, She should be hanged, but then again, in our country, it took very long for even Afzal Guru or Yakub Memon to be hanged. Unquote. Another man named Sahil Chaudhary runs a YouTube channel dedicated to the cause of getting so-called justice for Sushant Singh Rajput. Soon after India Today's Rajdeep Sardesai interviewed Rhea Chakrabarti, Chaudhary put out a video where he abused Chakrabarti with the nastiest expletives and also said, and I quote, Somebody please hammer Rajdeep Sardesai's head. Unquote. This video received over 2,85,000 views on YouTube. Another YouTuber, Surjit Singh Rathor, a member of the notorious Karni Sena, has also taken it upon himself to get justice for SSR. Why? Rajput pride, you see. He thinks it is his right to be involved in the case because Sushant was also a Rajput. To nobody's surprise, he even got called by Arnab Goswami on his show on Republic. Limelight hasn't left the guy ever since. So who are these men, what are their motivations and what has made them take the actor's death so personally? Nidhi spoke to all three of them to find out. I highly recommend you read her report on our website newslaundry.com. Also, dear listeners, to help us keep bringing you reports like this, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry. Head to our website, check out the kind of stuff we do and if you think we are worthy of your support, hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. As most of you know, we are a reader-supported news platform, completely free of ads, because we sincerely believe that when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. But when the public pays, the public is served. Congress leader Rahul Gandhi launched a fresh attack on the governing BJP this morning over the sharp 23.9% fall in the country's GDP, or what the finance minister Nirmala Sitaraman recently termed as an act of God. In his new video on Twitter, Gandhi said, and I quote, Another big reason for the record GDP contraction is Modi government's Gabbar Singh tax or GST. Many have been badly affected by this. Lacks of poor families, crores lost their jobs and states' economies were affected. Unquote.
Calling it the second biggest attack on the unorganized sector, the politician said that GST was UPA's original idea of one tax intended to simplify the system. However, he said that NDA's GST was complicated and different from the original idea due to its four different types of tax slabs charging up to 28% tax. Small enterprises cannot pay this amount, said Gandhi, adding that these four slabs were only meant to help the privileged, the country's most powerful businessmen. He further attacked the central government over its failure to pay states their GST compensation. A few days ago, the chief ministers of six non-BJP-governed states wrote to the centre to remind it of its constitutional responsibilities in the standoff over the 2.35 lakh crore rupees shortfall in GST compensation. West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee in her letter said that the GST imbroglio amounted to a betrayal of trust. Jharkhand Chief Minister Heman Soren too has written to the Prime Minister Narendra Modi highlighting the quote-unquote withering trust between the centre and the states over the goods and services tax compensation. Soren asked Modi to intervene in the matter to reinforce the trust in the spirit of cooperative federalism. The Chief Minister claimed that the states have been deserted by the central government. In his letter, he wrote, and I quote, Reluctance and inability of the government of India to give full compensation to the states is betrayal of the commitment it made in the union parliament and also in all the council meetings held so far. Unquote. On August 29, the Union Ministry of Finance had given states two options to meet the shortfall of 2.35 lakh crore rupees in GST compensation for the year 2020-2021. The first option is that the states may borrow the full compensation deficit of 2.35 lakh crore rupees via a special window in consultation with the RBI. The second option entailed borrowing the entire projected shortfall of 2.35 lakh crore rupees this year, facilitated by the central bank. Dear listeners, if you're thinking all of this is fine, why should I be worried when it doesn't really impact me, at least not in any direct way, my job is safe, my earnings haven't been impacted, I haven't defaulted on any loans, I've paid my taxes on time, my life goes on as it was. I'm afraid you might not be entirely correct. When the economy contracts by nearly a fourth, it is bound to impact all our lives one way or another. We just may not be aware of it, says Vivek Call. Do read his piece titled, How Will India's GDP Contraction Impact You? You'll find it on our website, newslaundry.com. In an incident reported yesterday, Kannada actor Samyukta Hegre has announced a group of people led by Congress leader Kavita Reddy of abusing and attacking the actor and her friends for working out in a Bengaluru public park wearing a sports bra. Hegre went live on Instagram and posted on Twitter, accusing the Congress leader of shaming them for their choice of clothes and shouting at them for public indecency. In the video that the actor shared, Kavita Reddy can be clearly seen pouncing at one of the women in the midst of a heated argument. The actor was quoted telling a reporter, Three of us were working out and Kavita Reddy suddenly came and tried to assault us, saying that our clothes were wrong and we were doing cabaret instead of working out. Hegre also accused the police of doing nothing to stop the harassment, saying that they spoke to Reddy and asked the actor and her friends to leave instead. Calling the incident a publicity stunt, Kavita Reddy vehemently denied the accusation of moral policing. She said, and I quote, The women were playing loud music in the park and dancing. When the guard asked them to stop, they abused him. I only wanted them to apologize. Unquote. Following the incident, Samyukta Hegre and two of her friends went to the nearest police station to file a complaint against Kavita Reddy and the men who heckled them at the park. 
In a report by the News Minute, Police Inspector Muni Reddy said that Samyukta Hegre had submitted a written complaint on Saturday morning, after which an FIR was registered against Kavita Reddy and others. Moving on to some international updates. More than 26.9 million people around the world have been diagnosed with COVID-19. Out of these, more than 17.9 million people have recovered, while more than 880,000 have died. The Italian government plans to extend measures to prevent the spread of the novel coronavirus through the end of September, including requiring people to wear masks and maintain social distancing. Many of the current measures are set to expire on Monday. However, an updated decree is expected to be published shortly. Meanwhile, scores of people gathered in the capital Rome to protest against the use of masks to contain the spread of the virus. This comes as the country's health ministry reported an increase in COVID-19 deaths. Australia's coronavirus hotspot state of Victoria today extended a hard lockdown in its capital Melbourne by two weeks to the end of September as infection rates have declined slower than expected. Melbourne's stage 4 restrictions, which were due to end on September 13th, shut most of the economy, limited people's movement to a 5-kilometer radius around their homes for one hour a day and imposed a nighttime curfew. In China, the National Health Commission reported at least 10 new COVID-19 cases. The health agency said that all new cases were imported, marking the 21st day with no locally transmitted infections. More than 200,000 people have been ordered to evacuate areas of Japan threatened by an approaching storm. Typhoon Haishin is expected to intensify on Sunday, bringing heavy rain, storm surges and winds of more than 100 miles per hour. It will move past Kyushu on Sunday and is expected to make landfall on Monday in South Korea, which has raised its typhoon warning to the highest level. This comes days after Maysak, one of the region's strongest typhoons in years. Haishin has led to the closure of factories, schools and businesses across western Japan. Hundreds of flights and train services have also been cancelled. Japan's government is set to hold an emergency cabinet meeting today to address the situation. As a result of the storm, hundreds of thousands of people have been advised to move to designated shelters in places like schools and community centres. This includes all the 36,600 residents of the city of Goto in Nagasaki, where the typhoon may hit directly. In South Korea, too, the Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasure Headquarters raised the country's typhoon warning level to 4, which is the highest. The Korea Forest Service also raised the landslide alert to its highest level. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.